A new film, Sound of Freedom, highlighting the child sex slave trade surpassed Indiana Jones in box office debut over the weekend, and yet the media would have you think that it's all make-believe. Tinfoil hat conspiracy. Iowa passes a new heartbeat bill ahead of the Family Leaders Summit, which is going to have a lot of big names at it, and I'll let you in know a little secret. The president's issue is not his fault. It's the staff's fault. Got for those sandbags. All of that today on the Common Family Matters Show. That's right, we're going to talk about something we've never talked about on the show today, and that is QAnon. Does that even exist? According to CNN. The only time I ever hear about QAnon is when I'm listening to liberals. Is, is the number one rule of QAnon... Don't talk about QAnon? Typically. Like uh, QAnon and Fight Club. Welcome into the show. We just got shadow banned on YouTube. <laughs> I'm Justin Hall. Alongside me, Mitch Prosser. Glad you're here. Quick update. We're firing away with a lot of content this week because this show is taking a much-needed siesta. That is... Nap. Spanish for nap. <laughs> uh, we are we are well on our way to another huge month of listenership and viewership. Again, that is thanks to you. But next week, it's the middle of July, so we'll take a little break. For the first time ever, by the way, we're taking an intentional break from the show for a week. And so in doing that, I want to make sure you get all of us that you can handle for the next couple of days. And then when we come back, buddy old pal, do we have some... Great things lined up for you. We're going to start kicking off our series of interviews with presidential candidates before the February 24th primary here in South Carolina. And then we will also have our new show, Beyond the Walls, launching later this summer. We're excited for all of that. But first, we talk about Sound of Freedom, a new movie. It's an indie film, I guess is what you could call well, it. Well, and there's a reason for that. Right. Disney put the kibosh on it back in uh, like four years Am ago. Amazon. Amazon did the Netflix. same thing. Angel Studios Angel picked Studios it up. Angel Studios finally comes in and Angel picks it Studios, up. Angel Studios, the same folks that produced The Chosen. Mm -hmm. And we won't get into that again, well, at least not for now. And this movie is, is based on a real story, a real-life story about Tim Ballard. Uh, Tim Ballard, of course, Operation Underground. Uh, we won't get into all of that either because I think there are some ancillary tentacles over here. But this movie is starring Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel was, uh, portrayed Christ mm -hmm. in The Passion yep. of the Christ, directed by Mel Gibson. Again, not going to talk about your opinions on The Passion of the Christ either. But Jim Caviezel plays Tim Ballard in this movie. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers. I actually saw it on July the 3rd. Oh, wow. Um, when it came out, they have a Pay It Forward campaign, so you can actually go watch it for free. Yep. Um, so getting two movie tickets for free and a popcorn and a soda, I watched this movie for 20 bucks. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know about the price of popcorn in a movie. When you watch this movie, it is it is really well done for an indie film. Uh, this sh movie was shot years ago. It is really well done. It's a good movie. Um, if you're uneasy about some of the content, just be forewarned. And by the way, review reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, whether you like Rotten Tomatoes or not, 77%. That's high. That's from the experts, the 
what about the audience? 99%. So that tells you all you need to know. This movie is not really a conservative-based movie, I would say. I mean, I think it's a humanistic movie. I think it's... Yeah, and if you were worried about them in this pay-it-forward campaign and losing money, they they wanted to pay it forward 2 million tickets. So far, they've paid it forward 4,075,905, which is 204% of their goal. Right. So, and, and it's a really good campaign. It's continuing to move. They they netted 18 million in box office sales um, over the last week or so, which again outdoes Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, where 80 year old Harrison Ford is doing action stunts. If you live in the Midlands area, you can see it in on Bush River, um, Northeast Columbia, and Sand Hill. We saw it at the AMC in Harbison, okay, uh, which is a good little theater. It's got the it's got the reclining seats. Yeah. Ooh, You're kind of to nice, yourself. Nice. Um, I like those a lot. I I I, I those, cannot believe I went to any other type of movie theater. Was this one of those movies that uh, you were worried about if you recline in the seats too far, you might take a nap? No. Okay. Good. Oh no. Good. I've oh, been to no. that. I've been to that. This movie. keeps you engrossed the entire way. Mm. It is a wonderful movie. Really well done. But the headlines are what they are, mm-hmm. and you know the liberal media will do what they will do what they do. This from Jezebel. Oh, I don't know. Leave it to Jezebel. Why we would go to this website, but, but you know, Sound of Freedom is an anti-child trafficking fantasy fit for QAnon. Here the Guardian, here. Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller, Seducing America. That is an interesting turn of phrase, Guardian. Seducing. And Rolling Stone, Sound of Freedom, is a superhero movie for dads with brainworms. The QAnon-tinged <laughs> thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. So we have an interesting dichotomy here. The story is real. It happened. Tim Ballard recounted the story to Congress. He's just faking it, though, right? This is real. He's hyperbolizing. This is happening. He's we're exaggerating. Not saying, we're not saying that all politicians are a part of some wild sex ring. That's not what this is the about. Red, the red shoes people, huh? Right. We're not saying that. What we are saying is that there are very influential people who, at one time, had an island <clears throat> where people travel to to participate in these encounters with young girls. Here's looking at you, SpongeBob. It has been documented. The guy, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Who? The guy who the guy who hung himself. Uh like Maxwell is being uh she's been charged, uh, found guilty. I still want to know who's in the little black book. Still haven't heard about that. Either way, this is real, this is happening, and this movie does a great job of recounting and showing how this takes place. And what I love about this movie, and I'm not spoiling it, is when you think child trafficking, when you think sex trafficking, you think Adult males mm-hmm. and young girls. Mm-hmm. You think about Catch a Predator, Chris Hansen. Why don't you have a seat for me right over there? Yeah. You, you think about that. This movie does a very good job of, of illustrating the fact that it is also young boys who are trafficked. Mm-hmm. And it, th- this knows no gender, either one of them. This this knows no age, really, when it comes to minors, as young and as old as, as you want them to be. I think it's important that we continue to highlight this issue. And the reason why we bring this up is not only to take pot shots at at leftist media, Mitch, but also to highlight the work that we are attempting to do here at Palmetto Family when it comes to ending the scourge of human trafficking in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, as we look across the landscape, and a lot of people say not here in South Carolina, and and the sad and grim reality is is that we we live at the crossroads of two of of the most dangerous highways in the Western Hemisphere – 
Um, of course, most people know that the drug trafficking highway of uh, the Western Hemisphere, at least, is I-95. But most people do not know that the human trafficking highway of America and uh, ultimately uh, what is leading the proliferation of human trafficking through most of the developed world is I-20. And uh, that runs from the PD uh, of South Carolina through the Midlands and uh, through Augusta all the way out to somewhere in the middle of western Texas where it picks up 10 and goes to the west coast, the left coast of California. And so that I-20 corridor runs nearly coast to coast. And here in South Carolina, a lot of people, well, it just doesn't happen here. Yes, it does. Um, it does, and it's very real, and it's very concerning. And I think, you know, once again, this is the clarion wake-up call for people of courage, conviction, and faith. I feel like I've said that a few times in the last, you know, uh, three years. Right. Um, we've got to rise up and step up to the plate, rise to the occasion, and speak into this crisis, into this this terrible calamitous environment uh, for these people who can't speak for themselves. And you say, well, you know, what does that look like? As you said, the first thing people go to is if you've ever seen the movie Taken, you know, this little girl goes on a, you know, spring break or a senior trip with her friends to Eastern Europe or Paris, and then she's abducted and, and then her dad has to come rescue her. Unfortunately, that's not how the situation works most of the time. It's people from third world countries or developing nations who are paid, their parents are paid for them to go work in a big city, and then all of a sudden the work isn't work at all. It's this commercial sex industry. Or it's people who uh, want to get across the border of one country into another. I've never heard of um, you know anything like that. And so these coyotes look at them and say, if you'll just carry this across the border, we'll give you $5,000. Or if you just, uh, your children pack this in their sleeping bag, then we'll help you out. We'll get you across the border safely. Well, what's waiting on them on the other side are the human traffickers. And so these coyotes take advantage of people who are ultimately in a helpless situation. Right. They've traveled from further down in Latin America, Honduras and, and Guatemala and places like that. They've traveled through all of Mexico safely or safely and securely. And now they're waiting at a southern U.S. border where their American dream rests on just the other side. So there's that. Then there's mom who can't pay the bills, and so she starts to look elsewhere, and now she's caught up in sex trafficking, uh, human trafficking, and prostitution. And all of those things are ever-present in South Carolina, not in a far-off land like California. They're here. All of those things are here, whether it's migrants and work on the, the you know, and I'm not castigating farmers at all but they just need to get the work done and so these migrant workers who come in and i know there are farmers who who meticulously comb through work visas and green cards and things like that there are others that don't and what we're finding is that the magnitude of human trafficking yeah is not only deplorable deplorable but it's it's exponential. No, no, no doubt about that. And so we at Palmetto Family are working. We're researching bills. We're we're crafting legislation. Working with national uh, allies and partners. National allies yeah. and partners, statewide partners, getting this ready for January when the legislative session begins 
for the second half of the session. And I think if you want to get engaged with us on that, please email us, email at palmettofamily.org to make sure that you are getting information on that. We move from the human trafficking front to the pro-life front. Iowa, the state of Iowa, the corn state. Is this heaven? Almost. It's Iowa. (laughs) Republican Iowa lawmakers, Iowan lawmakers, passed through a six-week abortion restriction during a special session on Tuesday. Why did they have to do that, Justin? Because, if I scroll down to the bottom of my Fox News story here, uh, this new legislation comes after the Iowa Supreme Court declined to reinstate an earlier 2018 law that would have had much the same effect. Uh, Kim Reynolds' administration, Governor Kim Reynolds' administration, argued the bill should take effect due to the Supreme Court's overruling of Roe v. Wade and Casey in June of 2022. The 2018 law was struck down as unconstitutional in 2019 Hmm. prior to the Dobbs decision. Now there is a new heartbeat law that would appear to be constitutional based on the Roe decision in Iowa. I am not privy to Iowa's constitution (laughs) and whether they have a right to privacy in their constitution or if their Supreme Court is wildly liberal, like some states. Sounds sounds like a path that's been (laughs) trodden. Walked before. Uh, Meticulously sauntered down. Um (laughs) So, it was a special session from Governor Kim Reynolds. How dare she? Mm. Mm. State House and Senate passed the legislation, which bans most abortions after six weeks, which is typically when a fetal heartbeat can begin to be detected. But again, I have been told by reliable doctors like Stacey Abrams that that's just made-up sounds. Pro-abortion groups have vowed legal action to block the bill, which Reynolds is set to sign into law on Friday. She said on Tuesday, today the Iowa legislature has once again voted to protect life and end abortion at a heartbeat. I believe the pro-life movement is the most important human rights cause of our time. The law does include exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother. Naturally, those are almost baked-in exceptions to every bill anymore. Um, I don't really have further comment on that. So to say that this bans abortion at any point, you know, there are exceptions built in and... Um, life of the mother, many of those cases, I would argue, are not even abortions. I would, to begin I with. would imagine that this six-week uh, protection bill of innocent preborn children in their mother's womb, um, uh, heartbeat law, is very, or if not very, somewhat similar to the South Carolina bill that was I'd just imagine. passed and, and is now currently being reviewed by the South Carolina State Supreme Court. I assume that this Iowa bill will probably take a similar path to the South Carolina bill, whether it's fast-tracked through the courts or not. Hopefully it is so that they can get some sort of resolution as quickly as possible to ensure that preborn children's lives are saved as quickly as possible. Right. But I think it's important to note here that uh, you know if you have tracked what we and South Carolina Citizens for Life and the Catholic Diocese of Charleston and the South Carolina Baptist Convention, the One Message Partnership have done on this, we have counter parts in Iowa who are working just as actively to protect and uh, save innocent preborn children's lives in Iowa. Bob Vanderplatt, easy for you to say, Bob Vanderplatt's and the family leader, Mm -hmm. uh, outstanding job there. And here's to their entire team uh, for getting this done. Congratulations and, and good work on getting this done. Speaking of the family leader, it's important to note that this Friday... There is a major forum. Is there? Family Leadership Summit. Principle over politics. Ooh. It's the tagline. It's happening July 14th. That is in two days. By the way, 
We're recording this on Wednesday, July 12th at 1042. Thank you. I was Year waiting. Year of Lord 2023. Ding. My gosh, that might be the latest ding we've My had all, all time so Family ding. Leader hosting uh, the, what? what's the name of the it's summit? It's the Family Leadership Summit, yep. uh, Principal Over Politics. Uh, moderator, for another time, he's done it before, moderated by Tucker Carlson. Hey, brace yourselves. I'd brace. imagine the media is going Tuck, to have a field day Tucker, with Tucker. Tucker uh, is doing well in his Twitter show. He's doing okay. He's doing all right. Uh, that continuing to speak truth to power. Too. Um, and their guest biblical worldview speaker oh, this is, good. is Alistair Begg. So good. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you give me those two. I just come for those two. I don't even need but candidates. Then, but, but then, then you have candidates. candidates. He's got can. They've He's got, got candidates. Coming. Declared candidates. Now, drum roll. Now, real quick. I just want to remember. I just want to bring to your remembrance. March eighteenth. March eighteenth. Oh, we had the Vision Twenty Four Forum where we were casting a conservative vision for the future of America. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, we had at that point two declared candidates: Ambassador Nikki Haley. And Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. Since then, Tim Scott has entered the ring, and Asa Hutchinson has entered the ring. Am I missing anybody? Has Mike Rogers not entered the no, ring he's yet? Not. Okay. No, he's still exploring the exploratory. So, okay. um, but we have Mike getting a little late in the exploratory. So coming, that was in March. Congressman Mike. Now it appears that things are heating up. Mitch, shocking. <laughs> well, things are heating I mean, up. It is the summer. That's true. We are experiencing a massive heat wave across the entire country. It's going to kill people. Uh, and. <laughs> Probably, I, I no, shouldn't know. Actually, actually, statistically, less people will die from the heat than they will the cold. Global warming. We'll get to it later. Here <laughs> is... Get ready. We're getting into the snarky part of the show. Oh We've boy. covered all the serious stuff. Let's not muddy the waters of the family leaders event. Confirmed national voices include... Here we go. Governor Asa Hutchinson. Oh, he was at Vision 24. Vice President Mike Pence. He was not at Vision 24, but he was here the week before. Ambassador Nikki Haley. She was at Vision 24. Businessman Vivek Ramaswamy. Entrepreneur and businessman was there. Senator Tim Scott. South Carolina's finest. Wow, you didn't say that about Nikki. And he was at Vision 24. Governor Ron DeSantis. Oh. There's somebody not here. Wait. Who's not here? Could he send someone or do a video? Cannot do that. Uh, Donald Trump will not be at the leadership summit. That is not a shot not yet. at the former president. I, I, you never know. Late call. There late, could be this late like plane, late plane, uh, little Trump, helicopter coming Trump in. Seven thirty-seven coming in for a hot landing, landing in like he did at the UFC. This is yet another event in Iowa where every conservative candidate is there except for him. And I understand the point. But it I understand familiar. the point. I'm setting myself apart from everybody. I don't need to do this. I'm leading by a bazillion. It sounds familiar though. I mean. He did it in 16. He did it in 22. and tw I'm sorry, 23 with Vision 24. I, just calling it out. It's true. It, we kicked off the presidential season here in South Carolina. First in the South, rode to the White House, paved through the Palmetto State. It's true. He, Governor DeSantis also. Governor DeSantis. Declined uh, as well. Vice President Pence. Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis had reasoning. He was still well, he governing. Was not, he was not declared yet. Uh, he hadn't declared uh, the, the only, uh, what, neither, neither had Asa, former, gover former governor of Arkansas. He pseudo-declared at our event. He had, yeah, uh, you know, and we had other people that hadn't declared and weren't going to declare, like Senator, Blackburn. Senator Marsha Blackburn or Senator, Senator John. John Kennedy. You'd have to be a... Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate uh, the, I would say former, I'll say 
president um, and his stance and position on certain issues. I, you know, we've hashed those out meticulously on the Palmetto Family Matters show. We'll continue to do so. And we will. We are grateful for what he's done. However, I find it in stark contrast that, yes, he's up by 30 in some states, 25 in some states, and, and you can say what you want about those numbers. What concerns me is that, you know, and he was here in South Carolina, what, a week and a half ago? July 1st in Pickens. Yeah, and I've heard crowd sizes anywhere between fifteen and 25,000. Which is and impressive I in heard Pickens. One, I heard one the other day. It was 75,000. That's ridiculous. Um, which is... That's that's Memorial Stadium you know, at Death Valley. That's that's more than most people show up for in the second half of a Carolina football game. Um Ugh, sorry, I'm sorry. They're all I'm sorry. Out, they're I'm all sorry. in the fairgrounds. I'm sorry, they're in the thirty-one thirty. I know you you're going to no, say no. No, you must have missed the last home game of the season when South Carolina won sixty-three thirty, and they had more than seventy-five thousand people on the field after the game. I mean, some people believe sixty-three thirty-eight. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. That was an unintentional. It, 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 that was a, that was a totally intentional side shot, and that's fine. It's fine, and that's kind of what Continue is happening. Your point. That's kind of what's happening with the presidential prime or the primary season right now. Sure. I don't have to join in the mayhem. I will stay above the fray. And and with the clout and um, amazing man that Bob Vanderplatz is, it would not surprise me if at the last minute we find out that Trump is, co- is going, the former president, President Trump, is going to be in Des Moines for this summit. If he doesn't show up, what say you? Tell us what you think. Why Why is the president not showing up? He's threatening he's not going to come to debates. He's That would be a big mistake. I mean, you know, he's. I, I, I'm not even going to work through that right now. He's not attending Vision 24, Family Leader Event, Family Leader Summit. He He's not showing up. Tell us why. Uh, comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and email us. We'd love to hear from you. Email at palmettofamily.org why you think that the president's not showing up and whether that's justified or not. And now we move to my favorite part of the show. Another president? This is what I've been looking forward to. They wring so, their hands. So the president is dealing with some uh, issues, but, but, we have folks here to tell you that he's doing a great job. Do you know, Mitch, who was on MSNBC yesterday saying how great of a job President Biden is doing? It's a voice from the past. It's a, is it a... Um, it's a talking head. Is it, is it someone with a clear voice and a sound mind? Uh, you'll recognize the voice. Oh, I can't Maybe wait. not a sound mind. He's got great hair. Great hair? Is well, he it, says he's got gray hair. Well, it'd be have, have to be like Geraldo Rivera. No, Geraldo, Geraldo quit Fox News. He's not doing anything oh, right now. Oh, so it's someone from Fox News. It's new, no, it's someone from MSNBC. Oh. Well, could it be Rachel? I'm, I'm Chris Matthews. <gasps> I'm Chris Matthews. I have gray hair. That's that's my Chris Matthews. It's not great. It's not great. But you have here's, gray hair, too. So. Thank you. Here's Chris here's Matthews. Here's looking at you, Leah. Here's Chris Matthews <laughs> on the job that President Biden has done because we are leading the world 
Take it away. Chris Matthews. You know, you, you and me can put everything on the table this morning, starting at 6 o'clock. I got to tell you, it's all on the table now. Tom Friedman, I guess a couple of months ago, said that uh, Joe Biden has united NATO. As never before, his problem is uniting United States. That is the challenge. I noticed that, uh, that Richard yeah. Harris, that Richard Haas said the other day uh, in leaving the office, in leaving his, his, his post at the Council of Foreign Relations, he said that the biggest challenge in the world today is us. It's so interesting how this whole thing is polarized now that we're doing a great job in world leadership, probably at the level of FDR or Eisenhower. We're holding the world together. We're building NATO as it was built to be when it was first formed to stop Russia, to stop Russia's advancement into Western Europe. And look where we've stopped them at the Ukraine at Ukraine. That's where we stopped them and in the Balkans. It's extraordinary what Blinken has done and Jake Sullivan have done and what the president have done all together. They're doing a great job. But here at home, and you talked about that earlier this morning, this distinction where people cannot say what you said in your article for The Atlantic. They can't breathe it. They can't believe it, which is everything is doing pretty well. We have inflation. It's continued, but it's going down. Everything is going. It's going swimmingly. And we can't say so uh, yeah. because on the left, yeah. if you say something like that, you're not scared enough of Trump, which you should be. And on the right, it's you don't hate Washington and liberals and the establishment as much as you're supposed to. So there's something wrong with you. It's so disjointed now about common sense thinking. Well, I mean, uh, if I want information, I go to Morning Joe. Um, just a couple of things from Chris Matthews. We stopped him in the Ukraine at the Balkans. Um, Is he always like angry? Yes, he's always he's not angry. talking so. No, he just he talks so loud. I, I'm trying to be heard. He, <laughs> sorry. He, he says, are "You ready for this? President Biden is uniting the world, but his problem, Mitch, is uniting the United States. Don't you think it's an issue when the president of the United States is having a difficult time uniting the United States?" Paging Barack Obama. Now again, paging ag- Barack Obama. Again, the point would be that you're never going to get everybody to like you. We're in a split partisan society and that's understandable 50 percent of america will always hate the president thus i believe the antichrist will never be the president the point is that's why barack obama was not antichrist trump's not the antichrist joe biden certainly isn't he was around during the time of christ you're having trouble uniting the united states and that our leadership in the world stage mitch is like fdr and ike eisenhower levels do you remember like i disagree with a lot of fdr's presidency like, a lot of his programs are trash, and people in public schools are being taught right now that FDR was a great president, and that needs to stop. He did, however, lead the United States through a majority of the Great Depression and World War II. Uh, well, I would argue— And the Treaty of Versailles. And, and boy, this is really going to make people bristle. I would argue that World War II is what pulled us out of that Great Depression. Oh, certainly. Well, certainly. And not the New Deal or oh, his well, sir- artificial oh, injection of the economy. That's not even a debate. That's it not actually, even a debate. It actually— Addled the economy for decades. He extended. After. He extended the Great Depression with his own yeah. programs. Anyway, and then, don't you dare drag Ike into this. General General Dwight D. Eisenhower is being dwarfed on the world stage. The guy who led. Are you kidding me? He's he the mastermind Normandy. behind D Day and Normandy. He then goes on to fight the military industrial complex. He's one of the best. Didn't he build the interstate system? Ever had. Didn't he, he mimics uh, he, the Autobahn and brings it to America and invents the five star interstate system. Why five stars? Because he was a five star general. He's, he's one of your favorite presidents. He I might mean, be your favorite president. Come the on. Point, the point is, 
And things are going swimmingly. Things are going swimmingly. People are drowning. We still have inflation. We still have inflation, but it's going down. Everything's going swimmingly. You should you should be scared of Trump. But it's going down. That's like me saying I lost three pounds yesterday. I weigh four hundred. Honey, honey, (laughs) honey. Yes, yes. We still have we still have piles of trash in the backyard. But I took out two bags. Four hundred pounds anymore. The point is. He's holding the world together. Joe Biden With is holding the world together. <laughs> feeble hands. And you know what Atlas, he's doing? And you know what he's doing? He's sniffing the North Pole while he does it. Atlas's shoulders can no longer contain the weight. And so Joe Biden's 80-year-old wrinkled. <laughs> Joe Biden's holding the world together. Capable anyone, anyone see this man? Hands. Anyone see this man when he was with King Charles? Anyone see this man when these, he was with the president of, or the leader of Lithuania? And he's got the whole world in his hands. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Oh my lanta! That's the, point. that's the whole point. It's Joe Biden, man. Joe Biden is holding the world together. But that's not all. <laughs> Let me find this next clip. I love Morning Joe because it is my perfect dose of comedy. If you don't know much about Morning Joe, and I would assume you don't, uh, what's Joe Scarborough? And we won't talk about Joe Scarborough's past. If you want to know, if you want to know more about Joe Scarborough, um, just read up online. He's now in a relationship with Mika Brzezinski. By the way, they weren't Wait. in a relationship when they started the show, Wait. but now they are. He's since left other relationships. Correct. Oh, and now he and Mika are a team. Could you? Good. Gosh, I would hate to be that coffee maker in the morning. <sighs> anyway. Mika has some advice for President Biden's staff because, listen, the president is old. He's out of touch. And, and again, I'm not against old people. I'm not an, I'm not a, what's the word I'm looking for? Ageist. Ageist. I'm not an ageist. I think, I think older people can do just as much as younger people to a ex- certain extent. But eventually, your age catches up with you. The guy's 80. He does not know where he is half the time. He does not understand things. He, he called Volodymyr Zelensky today Vladimir. That's a problem. That's potato, a problem. Potato. You're a world leader, and he's fighting against a guy named Vladimir. Anyway, six and one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> the point is, the man doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's fallen upstairs, and that's hard to do. I've done it. That's embarrassing. Don't you though. dare. Even in your own home, falling I was in upstairs my 20s is embarrassing. When I did that, but he's eighty, and he's falling up the stairs. He's tripping over sandbags. That sandbag brick thing, whatever, was there on purpose. But Mika says it's not Joe's fault. It's not Joe's fault. It's his staff's fault. Again, they also managed to schedule very carefully. Yeah, I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president, and I'm not talking about it. Like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule, and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off planes. And yes, he's 80. You need to be there for him and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. Okay, let him do his job, let him do his speeches, let him work on policy, let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president that we've seen, uh, I I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, 
Make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And it's not because don't don't take this as, oh, he can't even get from one place to another. When you're busy and you're on stage and we've been on stage, I've done speeches and I'm so nervous. I'm doing the speech. I'm trying to get it right. And when it's done, I don't know which way to go. And I'm looking for direction. So do a better job. Because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president like going the wrong way. It's not going to work in this presidency because his age is going to be a factor. His age is going to be a factor. And it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule and where he goes. Well, and, and, and the schedule. It makes me mad. The scheduling, I mean, the scheduling is so important. You have with every president, you have different strengths, you have different weaknesses. If, if, if. I mean, can we just really quickly break down what the ever intelligent like the the combined IQ of the view might be eight. The combined IQ of the Morning Joe is two. Two. I thought you had to have three to grunt. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all she did there. The point is, let him do these things. Let him do. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's yeah, president. That's ridiculous. Secondly, secondly, the man's been tripping on things since the end of the vice presidency. He was tripping on things, including his own words, during the campaign. As we talked about with Dr. Tony Beam just yesterday, he was lucky that COVID happened so he could just campaign from his basement. And then age is going to be a part of this campaign. No kidding. We already have the videos of him tripping. We already have the videos of him not being able to walk a certain direction. And really quick, Mika, first of all, who's paying you to do a speech? Secondly, are you really that daft to when you get done with a speech, you don't know which way to go? Like at the bottom of your speech, you could simply put, Exit right. Exit left. Or do a walkthrough before your speech. We had a forum, Mitch, in Charleston on March 18th. these directions were clearly articulated in the TikTok line by line. And guess what? No one had a problem. No. No one had a problem. You know why? Because common sense goes a long daggum way. And, and just natural ability to walk goes a long way. So, blaming the president's staff for his onset dementia is a problem. Are you blaming the staff now? It's the staff's fault? It's the staff's fault that he tripped over a sandbag. It's the staff's fault that he can't remember that a woman is dead. It's his staff's fault that he literally shakes no one's hand. You've seen the president when he gets done with the speech. What does he do? He turns to where nobody is and goes, Hey! Or, huh. He doesn't know what he's doing. He got in the way yesterday with uh, yes. the, the world leaders. Yes. Voldemir. Voldemir. Voldemort. Stop. He who shot me name. <laughs> yeah, he did. He got in the way. I saw my Italian Come prime on. minister as well. Did you see her? She was there. Um, yeah, but it's the staff's fault. Now, speaking of the president's staff and cabinet and administration, giving both of these clips to Mitch Cole, he heard the Miko one before. Do you want to talk about... Climate change or transportation? Which one you want to go with first? Climate change. Sure. Climate change. Do I want to? Who talk is the about Who is the climate change? Who is the climate change envoy for Joe Biden's administration? I'm Quick, speaking. Go. I'm speaking. No, she's not the climate Wait, envoy. She's not. She's the border envoy it, and the AI envoy. Is it Granholm? Nope. She's the <sighs> secretary of, of energy. Oh, I remember now. Former secretary of state and. Uh, John Senator from Massachusetts. John, John Kerry, Kerry. 
John. I'm Teresa John. H- Teresa Hines' husband. Teresa Hines' <laughs> husband, who lost President Bush in 04. <laughs> John, you never have two different people than John Kerry and George W. Bush. Here's John Kerry is touring the world right now in his private jet to lecture us on emissions. <laughs> here's here's John Kerry. I'm sorry, I'm burying. He the lead. can remember what it was like back when the Earth was cool. Here's John Kerry uh, talking about stuff. Finally, maybe people are realizing this is real, and it's going to get worse unless we move rapidly to be able to uh, accelerate the transition. It's a very simple problem. Emissions from the burning of fossil fuel is creating the climate crisis. And so you have two choices. You either uh, capture those emissions and put them away so they can't harm anybody, or you don't put them up there in the first place. That's the choice governments all around the world face now, and that's what we discussed earlier today. Uh, how do you capture them? You I put thought... them in a Ziploc baggie. What do you What do you do? Do you put them in a Ziploc bag? Do you Do you Do you wait? And do I'm you not... wait and you catch them with a net? I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to be crude here, um, but I was told just a few years ago, and if you have kids in the car, they're going to love this part. That um, um, methane, yes, from, from cows, which. Yes. Um, Cow flatulence. Yes. Uh, that, moo, was moo, moo. The, the, that was the leading cause of, what do we do? We put a bag on the back of cows like, listen, like, man. Like, like, a, like a bag. Like a, <laughs> a, a Ziploc baggie and we're walking around. And then what do you do? Do you bury them in a cave somewhere? Crappy like, job. Uh, it, I don't know what you do. It's either, either, either we capture the emissions. I mean, we put giant plastic bags over coal factories. Or we don't produce them at all. And we have wind and solar power, which is so reliable as, as California. Um, this is really, Mitch, the, the choice of countries today is whether or not we will capture the emissions or... Not produce them at all. And I believe that that is the existential question that faces our world today. Hold on. I've got to catch my private jet flight. Speaking of world world salads, uh, word salads, here's the problem with this whole thing. And I know we got to get to the next clip. What frustrates me about this is America produces, and and somebody's going to text in or call and and tell me that I'm wrong here, and that's fine. Well, you're already a Christian fascist. Less than 10% of the world's carbon emissions are created by America. Less than 10%. I I think it's less than 5, but I'm being a little generous here and say China produces something like 25%. But we can't do anything about that. Uh, Well, and that's the point. We can do all the stuff necessary. We could eliminate every cow and shut down every coal planet. You know what? Plant. You know. You know who we haven't. You know who we haven't heard from in a while. She just got arrested. Actually, you know we haven't heard from in a while. Greta Thunberg. Saint Greta of the Blessed Sailboat. We haven't heard about her. Blessed Sailboat. She. Well, she was recently. One sailboat voyage at a time. I mean, she's got a theology degree, a doctorate. From where? From some institution. It was an honorary doctorate, but it counts. <laughs> Those matter. I mean, but, but she's not Dr. Greta. She's she's St. Greta. St. Greta Thunberg of the Blessed Sailboat. She, 
she goes around. She's not she's, 20, she's 22 years old, and she goes around. She's forgotten she, more about the world than you've ever learned. <laughs> well, probably. And, and, and she claims that she's some moral high, high authority. Oh. And you got John Kerry on the other side who goes around, says he's some moral high authority. Both of them travel on private jets. They, they couldn't give two about you. They've got a friend. And, Who, who's their friend? John Kerry and St. Greta? Yeah. They've got a friend. Klaus Schwab? Well, no, I was thinking Kamala. Oh, Veep. Kamala. So the vice president, thank Whatever. you for that segue. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, I'm working The vice it. president uh, was speaking. She I'm was speaking. speaking. I have a couple Don't of clips worry, of her, so but sorry. I only need one. I mean, really, We're having fun today. One. Um, transportation. Do you remember when Kamala explained the significance of the passage of time? I thought Mayor Pete was... Oh, he was here, but she's not talking about... He's not he, speaking. She, she's speaking. She was speaking. Uh, she's talked about the, the... passage of time? The significance of the passage of time. And there's a significance when the passage of time... Uh, and she's today we us, won't be where we are tomorrow, but tomorrow we won't be where we were yesterday. Internet. She's given a huge speech on internet. She's given a huge speech on the importance of the moment. We talked about it a couple days ago. Culture and what culture is. But tomorrow is yesterday, the day after? I... <laughs> she's uh she's a she's a sharp one that kamala culture again the most unliked vice president in the history of the world mm. name a more unliked vice president dick cheney shot a guy and she's less popular than dick cheney i'm going back like a century ago there were a couple that were a little iffy but <laughs> are they more iffy our, than kamala <laughs> at least in our lifetimes or are they more iffy than kamala okay maybe john c c c c joe biden no he was pretty liked he was pretty well liked i mean he was the affable oh, affable true. guy with barack obama he yeah the, he was the good cop to know. obama's bad cop at times and and he would go shake down a ukrainian prosecutor if he needed to anyway <laughs> here's kamala kamala whatever madam vice president Talking, Mitch, about transportation. You don't know what transportation is? Don't worry. Kamala's going to tell you. And I again want to thank the Secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. It's that basic. <laughs> it's that basic. <laughs> she educates us all the time. I'm glad to see we're still doing social distancing here, and it's not because of the COVID which we're going to get screen crawled for that. It's because no one else wants to be in the shot with her. Well, we're going to get screen crawled for that too. No one wants, else wants to be in the frame with her when she's saying that transportation is just yeah. about as basic as you getting from point A to point B. <laughs> in your electric school bus. I thought it was electric paddle tank. No, it was electric school buses. Yellow electric school buses. I love buses because everyone's we're taking getting them. in trouble today. Listen, she's the only reason why Joe Biden is still president. Great insurance policy. The wonderful insurance policy. Ain't no way Democrats want that at NATO. Could you imagine Kamala talking about she's, the importance of the country of Lithuania? She sits down with you know the world leaders at the G8 summit and is like, let me tell you about world security. It's just as simple as like keeping the world secure. <laughs> She talks to the person in Lithuania. You know, Lithuania starts with an L, and I know a limerick. I love those Lithuanian battery. <laughs> she's she's not good at this. And she's got that Cheshire cat grin. <laughs> I like can't even do it. Let me learn you something. So, as we watch the president 
continued to maneuver his way around the NATO summit after his beach trip, which, by the way, um, he'll be back in the United States shortly, and things will continue to spiral downward. And we look forward to that. It's going to be great. We've got a lot of good content coming for you this week. We've got more to talk about tomorrow on the show. We will get into who is the greatest athlete of our time, Mitch? Who is the greatest athlete of, of our generation? Our generation? Of our generation. Now, our generation, let's just go ahead and cap it at 1980. The greatest athlete. I have a couple names. Okay. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Deion, Deion Sanders. Sanders. Um, Usain Michael, Bolt. Michael Jordan. Usain Michael Bolt. Michael Jordan. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Apollo Anton Ono. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a lot, right? Megan Rapinoe. You spoiled it. <laughs> Novak, Novak, Djokovic, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Andy Tiger Murray, Woods. Tiger Woods, but Megan Rapino, and it's Rapino, not Rapino. It's Rapino. She, Lindsay Vaughn. I'll Lindsay give you Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn. Me, but Megan, but Megan Rapino has changed the world. We'll get into that tomorrow. Plenty to get to tomorrow, and we look forward to having you join us. Thank you so much for watching and listening today. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, palmettofamily.org. You can sign up for our email newsletter. Email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, corrections you would like for us to make. You can do that. Email at palmettofamily.org is where you can reach out to us. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're not doing threads. You can also subscribe to the channel on YouTube, get notified every time we go live, and click that little bell to do so. Follow us on Facebook as well. You can comment, share this with your friends and family so they know what's going on. And then, of course, give us a five-star rating or review and subscribe to the audio-only version of this on the podcast feed. I think I got everything. We will see you tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. The Palmetto Family Matters Show.